0: It all happened before, and it all happened again. Much like fashion. And the Cylons. But you know what? It turns out they never had a plan. The Cylons? No. Yeah. No, they
1: were winging it. <laughs> they were just winging it. Seven days to play. Welcome to 7 Days to Play, your weekly mobile game review program. I am Sam. And I'm Edwin. Each week, we challenge one another to play a new mobile game.
0: It was Sam's turn, and he made me play... Gorogoa Gorogonoa <laughs> Gorogoa Gorogoa and I am really looking forward to l- hearing you describe this game but first
1: no oh. no 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 oh. no oh
0: the news I have missed the news I've had no
1: idea what was going on in the gaming world and then the news just pops in out of nowhere A little pop in here to tell you more about your favorite subject oh god loot boxes <laughs> ah! <laughs> So the news is that Apple Store now requires you to show the probability of each outcome whenever there's a game that has a loot box involved. Ah, uh, we're back to loot boxes. Yep. So okay. this is actually about loot boxes. And last time we discussed it, there was a big controversy around the game because... Wait, what game was that that we we're talking about? Star Wars Battlefront Galactica. That's right. Star Wars Battlefront Dux, Or as the French like to say... Two. <laughs> <laughs> what happened? So, what happened with
0: that? Did it all just blow over and everyone was carrying playing the game? I think the game is still hurting. Okay. Like, mm-hmm. there really hasn't
1: been a lot of fanfare around it. I think the people who originally just enjoyed the game because it's Star Wars and Star Wars has tons of fanboys continue More to girls. play it. But overall, it's. It's not a successful game. So, let's quote the specific language from Apple. This will be
0: fun for the radio. Apps offering loot boxes, in quotes, or other mechanisms that provide randomized virtual items for purchase must disclose the odds of receiving each type of item
1: to customers prior to purchase. Maybe even the game like Zlatan Legends. Oh, which one about has our loot boxes. Yeah.
0: Or Clash Royale. Or Clash Royale. Now, have you seen this now in Clash Royale? I haven't actually seen it. I think they do do it now. Mm. Um... Let me just blow the cobwebs off this game. Does it tell you? It does, in fact. So it says, so if I were to purchase a Area 4 Lightning chest for 250 of your green jewels, there are 93 cards, mm. and it contains 15
1: rares and one epic. I don't know. I feel like something like that was there before, right? But it's not really telling you probability. Well, it is. It tells you how many cards there are and what the cards are. mm I think, I think that's it. I think that is what you're seeing right there. But it doesn't really tell you the probability of which card you're going to get in terms of the specifics of it. Like, there are lots of rare cards.
0: If we go back to the words from Apple, the odds of receiving each type of item. Mm. So it's not going to say, oh, you have a one in three chance of getting Giant or the Zombie Army. Yeah. You have a one in chance of getting an epic
1: card or a rare card. Right. And I'm saying, like, I'm not sure this actually solves the problem. Right. Oh, so you mean the loot boxes isn't solved and we never have to talk about it ever again? It's not. (laughs) (laughs) If I quite possibly was on the border of having a loot box gambling problem. Right. Right. Understanding the probability of me getting a specific card that I wanted would would bring me down from the ledge. But this, saying like you're gonna get like ninety-three cards and one of them is gonna be a rare actually doesn't help that in any way. In fact, it kind of makes you ooh, I wonder what that epic card will be. Right. It just Sort of, you know, gives me verification that, oh yeah, you know, like I know that there's going to be a rare card. Great. So Apple's changes make no difference to make us. No difference. Okay. I feel like it has absolutely no effect.
0: <laughs> but look out for your favorite games. Now giving you some indication of what's inside, but not really telling you exactly what you're going to get. Just busy text. Just busy text. Back to Gorogoa. Go, let's go to Go Noah Gorogoa. All right. Okay, Sam. I am going to sit back and let you try and explain this. Crazy game, or I mean, game—not just game, but a work of art.
1: It's a living work of art. Rejoice! It's uh, a real, beautiful, gorgeous animated work of art. So, Gorogoa is—I would describe it as a visual puzzle game. <laughs> I'm just—I'm <laughs> just trying to think.
0: What is a puzzle game if not visual? An audio puzzle game? Well, a
1: smellific okay, okay, puzzle you're getting, game. You're getting a little technical here. Oh, yeah, I'm sorry, but as you found out this week, I am quite the language pedant. <laughs> Visual, visual means like the puzzles are actually visually based. They're like optical illusions, right? Mm, rather, I see what you're saying. Rather yes. than like just, you know, just using your eyes. Like I would say those silly games where you have to push the cars around so you get the car out of the parking lot. <laughs> That's more of a, I'd say, even though it's a visual game. Well, what is game, that game? That sounds fun. It's a physical game. Oh my God. <laughs> 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 you have to use... The visual nature. Mm, The visual layers. Exactly. Of of the things that are involved in order for you to solve. Oh boy, are there layers. Yes. And the mechanic of this game is to really shift the pictures in ways where they might connect with each other or even um, take them apart to where you uncover the puzzles that are set in that and in, in the pictures right? <laughs> this is so hard to describe it's really hard to describe but i feel like once you actually start playing it you'll kind of you'll get it because yeah um, the tutorials in the game are actually quite helpful in getting you started
0: we'll put a link to a, a walkthrough on youtube just to give you an idea like when you see someone lifting the picture frame and the picture stays where it is but the frame is hollow and you can drag that onto another pane to right. create a new scene that's uh, my attempt at explaining this, which yep. sure, I don't think it was any better.
1: <laughs> and the the whole point of the game is that you have four available frames. Each frame might contain a tiny pic, uh, a tiny picture, but you find ways that these pictures are actually related to one another and have them do things in which way that you continue on with the narrative and you continue on with the story. And the point of the story is to collect five Colored orbs. Oh, that's the point of it. Into oh, a bowl. Yes. Okay. I is. thought it was just. I wanted to eat an apple out of a bowl. That uh, is the point. Yep. Okay. Okay. And they're like really interesting things that you can do. You can either like tap into a picture, like Blade Runner. Where you're look looking into that photograph. Oh, you know, he's enhanced, in that machine. 257 right. to 365. Look at frame, look at frame number 24, seven. That's my stupid Harrison Ford impersonation. Now, that would be a good interface for a game. <laughs> Just voice commands. Yeah. That'd be horrible.
0: Oh. <laughs> a voice based puzzle game. Yeah. There you go.
1: You hit it here first. The premise of the game is really surreal. Like the artwork is really beautifully hand drawn. They kind of look like Escher esque. It it reminds me like a cross between like Mm. Escher drawings and like almost like Salvador Dali paintings where some things aren't really realistic, um, Mm. but they're also like very physics based, which is the Escher part of it. Yeah. It's very detailed line drawings. Yeah. Yeah. And there's a bit of an interesting background of this game. It took, uh, it's made by one person outside of like the music and the sound effects. Um, and that person is Jason Roberts. And it took him about seven to eight years to actually complete this game from the original inception of the game.
0: Playing it, I can't even imagine how you would storyboard or think about constructing this game. Right. Like, it makes sense as you play it. You're like, okay, that's great. But then you take a step back and think, how did you actually write this game or like plot it out or work out what moves where? It just kind of blows
1: my mind a little bit. And there's a really interesting write up about like his journey into actually making this game. uh, And we'll include that in the show notes. Do we ever find out why it is called Gorogoa? Mm, I don't know. It okay. just sounds like a mythical name that rolls off the tongue in an awkward way. <laughs> Gorogoa. Gorogoa. So, how did you like this game? So, I really like this game. I might have played it twice. Oh, almost three times. Wow. For me,
0: this fell onto the pile of games I wanted to like, but did not, along <laughs> with our previous classics, such as Causality and Rain's Call on Her Majesty, mm, yeah. it's undoubtedly beautiful and very well made. I couldn't get into it.
1: What was the reason why you couldn't get into it?
0: I couldn't get into like a rhythm of progress. I would play a little bit, and then suddenly the next scene, I'd get stuck again, and I'd end up swiping randomly. Like Oh, just move this here, move that there, move that there. And then when I did solve it, I didn't get a sort of satisfactory. Yes, I solved it. Mm -hmm. It was more like, oh, oh, that moved. Oh, that was stupid. Why didn't I do that before? Yeah. And I found it also. I know you do love a story. I have no idea what was happening. I couldn't really describe, couldn't tell you the story. The boy needs to find an apple to put in his bowl. And there's some kind of monster. Hmm. (laughs)
1: so (laughs) so in regards to like the puzzle elements like I can see how initially you might get lost but as you sort of play out throughout the game there are really moments and like patterns that repeat but like expands upon the nature of those patterns in ways that kind of starts to make sense like there's always going to be a circle that you need to take the frame out of and then put something into it to light it up you know like that was like a repeated theme yeah
0: and we should say this is much like PPKP, no words anywhere to be found.
1: Right. No words. Everything is done through like gesture of the characters involved and sort of like you see little thought bubbles, which is kind of interesting because those become interactive as well and towards the later levels. Um, which I may or may not have gotten to. <laughs>
0: right.
1: <laughs> right. And there's like this, in regards to the story, like I feel, even though I didn't grasp you know, the full aspect of the story and like what it was trying to say, I feel like there was something deep within it. You know, I don't know if that's just a game trying to be like artsy fartsy. It's like reading a Murakami novel. (laughs) Exactly. It's kind of like reading reading a Murakami novel. I felt like I should really appreciate it, but I don't exactly know why, you know, kind of like watching a David Lynch movie. Right? like oh this is so deep and profound it's like why Sam's like I have no idea but it just kind of feels like it <laughs> it's kind of weird but I like it but yeah there's like some deeper obviously like it will make sense in the, the, the mind of the author like what it means to summon this creature Gorogoa with like the five mm-hmm. elements involved so you think the creature was called Gorogoa I think so mm. like the name is called Gorogoa. The eye is like the main icon. And then like that's the first thing that sort of appears and creates this boy on this quest to summon it again or like to call it out.
0: Right, because it starts with a boy looking out over a cityscape and then some multicolored monster
1: appears. Yeah, and then the kid wonders what it is. And then it goes to like these parallel timelines of like people in turmoil. Um, maybe it's the boy from the past and the or the boy in the future. But it sort of has like this weird like time effect where you see the same landscape, whether it's broken and like crumbled or like you see other people like in like their moments of despair. So I don't know. It's just really interesting. There's like lots of emotion involved. Obviously, I don't get it all, (laughs) right? But I appreciate it. Let's get to the three by threes. What was your good points? Good points. Hmm.
0: You can tell this is a labor of love, really polished. A high quality game. Mm -hmm. I'm reaching for more things, but that's, you know, you just, you open these games
1: and you're like, oh, this is, yeah, this is some serious. This guy has worked hard on this. You know, when you find out that everything was sort of hand drawn, it kind of blows you away. Like, everything in this game was hand drawn by this one person with some help from CG to like, for like the animations and stuff, but like, it was one guy that essentially made all of it. And that's pretty impressive. I did feel like the the puzzles were pretty creative. like we've seen this kind of mechanic before from a game called like framed, where if you just rearrange the frames in a certain order, like the character actually is able to like walk on a certain platform that was in those images, like that kind of stuff always is very clever and it's definitely something that's only you're possible to do in like a digital game, right so and seeing that and taking it a step further by expanding the layers out like those are really interesting mm, puzzles that yeah. actually made me feel. A little brilliant when you were able to solve it on like the first go. Um,
0: which I was not. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and I think like those are the elements that I really appreciate about a game is like when it makes you feel something that you're not like. <laughs> Clever. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so my next is like I did I did like the fact that it was a bit more quiet and meditative. That's a word that we say a lot. <laughs> like <laughs> like a lot of these games. Yeah. Um, the music sort of set the theme of the game of it. You know, feeling this pseudo profoundness as you're playing through the game. Right. And you know, like just the feel of it was kind of somber and like melancholic in a way that I kind of appreciated. Like I guess it was me playing this game in Stockholm where you're like, you're supposed to be super emo. (laughs) It was dark at three PM in the afternoon. (laughs) Exactly. Walking down a cold, but you know, very beautifully architectured city. Gorgo somehow suiting. Yeah, I can see that. That fits nicely. <laughs> and I did appreciate that there was a narrative. Like, I think that's what sort of carried me towards. Like, you know, if I just had to collect five elements, like, you know that that really wouldn't do it for me. But because these were all connected by like a simple narrative, no matter how obscure it is, like, I did feel like um, it made me care about the game. Um, you don't care if you don't get the narrative you just want to you just want the feeling that is there yeah <laughs> it's it's totally deep man you know, it's, well, there, it's there but it's not there <laughs> just like our god dude, well, dude. <laughs> all right let's get to the bad points edwin i didn't find the puzzles
0: satisfying to solve i think i, I would get stuck very easily i never got that point where i clicked i think we, you probably reached it where you're saying like, oh i i recognize this pattern of of things that i see and i know how to or i know how can I, I can approach this but i would try and play it and then find that i would get stuck and then just i would end, endlessly swipe around panels and tap in and tap out and then once you're stuck it felt very difficult to get unstuck, I just I just got frustrated with that, and I was like, oh, why am I playing this? Like, mm, eh. And
1: I even texted you a screenshot, like,
0: how do I get out of this dang thing? Because <laughs> you can't even Google for like get me through level five because oh, there are
1: no levels. There are no levels. Yeah, that's that's that might be a little bit of a roadblock if you like cheating, like I do. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah and I can see that point. Like, I think that is the the nature of these puzzle games, where at some point you are going to have to try different things if you're stuck for some people that might not be satisfying. So you just try different things. There's lots of trial and error. You don't even know if you're supposed to be doing the trial and error right now. But I think for me, like at some point where I got really stuck, um, it made me look at some things that possibly could connect. Right. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. if I was really focused on like how do I move this light? Like this light is really bugging me. There'd always be something that made me remember that there was another frame that had something similar. Like whether it was like a piece of like the frame around the painting is actually the same frame around the painting in another frame i'd go back to that and then try and find fit fit to it so there were like little clues sometimes it might be a little bit more obscure but these little points where you like remember oh yeah that's that thing could lead to a lot of trial and error. um but at overall like it was like more of a positive point i didn't really care for the story i was like yeah yeah, you I didn't, really you didn't act like a, a pretentious artsy fartsy doodad and be like, yeah, man, this is a, this is a deep, deep story there, bro.
0: <laughs> I wanted to like it, don't get me wrong. Yeah. But this boy walking around finding an apple for his bowl. <laughs> <yeah>.
1: <laughs> <laughs> it's essentially the fifth element, but <laughs> done, done in like a, a comic book form. There are points where it did feel like—I mean, these are all like very minor negative points for me. Yeah. It did feel like a cross between a point-and-click adventure. Yeah, I mean, that up as like well. A puzzle game, uh, and sometimes those points could be a little frustrating. But overall, like, I didn't find it to be that frustrating.
0: It definitely felt like a point-and-click
1: adventure when you got to the try everything with everything strategy, which I would get to quite fairly frequently. <laughs> and and I think like my final negative point to that is. There really, that wasn't that much replayability. Um, It is like a point and click adventure where like after you've gone through it, at least for me, like I don't really find a desire to go back and play it again because I've experienced it.
0: Yes. You can't go, go back and play it on expert mode. Right. There is an option to turn off, uh, the hints, which tell you what you can and can't click on.
1: Right. And that would be bonkers for me. It's like already so hard to point out which parts are like the focusable parts a few nitpicky implementation details. Mm. Uh, one, it
0: steals the audio session, even if you turn off audio. So I can't listen to my podcasts <laughs> while playing this game.
1: And- I actually, like having the music on actually put me in the mood for the game. So yeah, yeah. I, I didn't really have a problem with that.
0: And secondly, to get to the menu screen, you have to do like a little swipe from the top left corner which invariably would trigger a control
1: panel for me or the notification center Oh, rather than actually getting to the menu. But For me, it wasn't really a swipe. It looks like a swipe because there's a page yeah. folding, but you can That's just you swipe on. tap on it. Mm. Oh, smart. Sam, what was your final seven-day rating? My final seven-day rating is six out of seven. I've replayed it a couple of times, even though I said there isn't <laughs> that much replayability. We can gloss over that. <laughs> Yeah, I just fell in love with like the clever elements that this person actually created. and I think it was more of like admiration for the game rather than me actually mm. digging the game mechanics. But yeah, for me, it's six out of seven, almost a seven out of seven.:
0: There's no half measures
1: here, Sam. Nope. Six out of seven.
0: <laughs> I do
1: admire the game, but
0: it wasn't enough to make me care on playing it. I think I got annoyed by the cleverness of it. It felt a little bit too clever. Like it is undoubtedly clever but I did not find that in a pleasing way. This
1: is your Mulholland drive. so <laughs> This is what you're saying. <laughs> right.
0: So I played this a, th- a three out of seven. Okay. But that's just me. Big caveat. This is just me. Yes. I think a bunch of people would love this game.
1: Well, the other point of it is this game is pretty expensive. It's a $5 game for pretty much a linear experience that you're going to go through. Um, with Even though like the experience is quite unique, it's just like a one-time through for $5, and that might be steep for some people. But support your indie game developers. Support them. I need your help. Yep, this guy's been developing full-time for eight years. And you get to charge $5 at the end of it. Man, that's brutal. <laughs> yeah. And we're still bitching about the price point. I know.
0: But that's also what Apple have created with the App Store. Right, You know, a race at the bottom of the pricing. We've talked about that before. But yeah, I would recommend it. You know, I'm, I'm glad I played it. It's a very unique mechanic. It didn't stick for me. But I ain't mad at it, as the kids would say.
1: Yeah, and their mobile implementation is great.
0: Oh, it is also available on Windows and the Switch, I the believe. Switch. Yep the next game we are going to play enough of these story narrative driven games <laughs> we're moving on uh suggested by listener helen we're
1: going to play charles 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 xavier charles the second the apple desktop app where you can <laughs> sniff out the http sniff traffic out. <laughs> <laughs> that's essentially what this
0: game is that would be a fun game but no charles i'm just gonna keep saying charles i
1: guess charles one yep we're doing charles one created by 111 percent wait but charles two is 222 percent that's really (laughs) (laughs) good all right charles two exclamation points
0: 111th percent 111 percent fourth game three exclamation marks (laughs) it's simple but addictive avoid quickly the enemy is coming by moving the plane it's not just dodge you can kill the enemies with items Whose plane will live longer, Tilda question mark? You will be a fantastic player if, if you avoid more than five minutes. Charles, by 1100... 1101%. and eleven percent Why am I having trouble with that? 111%. Game features. You can select many type of planes. Two. There are dots shaped greetings of some countries. What there are dots Why shaped greetings in some countries. So three, difficult. Background music is pretty attractive. <laughs>
1: it's oh a yeah. Seven days to play <laughs> three by three-er. It's pretty attractive.
0: Uh, four. Challenge your friends with game center support. That ain't gonna happen. Five. Easy and fun to play, but addictive. And seven. Check Facebook page. There is a know-how of high score. 4.7 stars with 165 ratings, and it is available
1: for free with some in-app purchases. Okay, uh, I'm downloading right now. Let's see what you got, Charles. Great game, writes Bob
0: Ho. I'm a spy. Are we? Are we doing this? Great game is so addicting, and I've made 14 of my friends get addicted. Only one kind of bad thing is, and that is the money. It should give more points for each dot you kill because it takes forever to get money. I feel like, sounds like my
1: career. We're living in a bizarre world where all of this text was not actually written in English. <laughs> Just gone through like a Google translator. There you go, Sam. All right, I'm looking forward to Charles by 111 percent, or, 111%, or and one 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 percent, or 1101 as you'd like to say, Edwin.
0: 1100. No, that's incorrect. Isn't it? No, that's correct. That's totally correct. I call it
1: 1110 and
0: one. 1110, <laughs> 1110 and one percent. And and one. <laughs> You may recall in one of the episodes before the end of the year, we uh, went through each other's top
1: artists on Spotify and our little mini challenge was to listen to each other's top album. Which you can find out for your own if you have a Spotify account by going to 2017wrapped.com.
0: I listened to TMO by Phoenix and mm-hmm. I made Sam listen to Causality Violations <laughs> by Hello Meteor, which sounds like when you play that time traveling
1: game wrong. What did you think of uh, Tiamo by Phoenix?
0: It felt like I was in an Urban Outfitters. It's just like it's, it's fine, uh, instantly forgettable. They're pretty popular. I'm forever surprised about these popular bands I've never heard of, mm. and I add them to that list now. When I go, I don't really go shopping in Urban Outfitters. I
1: don't know what that is. But if I were to, I would expect this kind of this album to be playing. You're just you're totally just negging <laughs> Urban Outfitters. <laughs> You know, saying they're beneath you in your shopping standards. You know, I used to be a big fan. But recently, not too much. Yeah. You know? It was the hot topic of. <laughs> it the was, oh boy. 2005s or 2000s.
0: <laughs> and um, man, I loved Hot Topic as well.
1: <laughs> I can just picture it. I felt very similar to Hello Meteor or Causality Violations by Hello Meteor, aka Nigel Good. <laughs> It was, it was so similar in style to Nigel Good's music, like <laughs> kind of easy techno, right? Nothing. If that you really... aren't a
0: long time, long time listener, you <laughs> won't know that, uh, last year we did the same thing and my album of the year was by Nigel Good, who right. this Canadian producer. <laughs> well, yeah, you can see I have a style. Yeah. It's non-threatening techno. So I would like to know when, when do you listen to this, to, to
1: Phoenix? when do i listen to phoenix yes and why is it your top album i listen to it as right when i'm falling asleep <laughs> <laughs> no i'm just <laughs> joking it's 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 a great it's great for like walking during your morning commute okay so like pepping you up for the day exactly there are lots of good beats it peps you up happy beats and peps it's about love because it's "Diamo" uh, from yes. a French band, which makes no sense. Yeah, because but, that is not French. And it's one of the first, I think, I think one of the songs actually has like English lyrics that actually make sense, mm. which is good. Well done. Because Phoenix normally not known for their lyrics that make sense. <laughs> and they've been around a while. They've been like 10, 10, years. Yeah. I learned so much about this very popular band that I never heard of. With violations of my causality <laughs> by the meteor that says hello. That is their preferred way of being addressed, yes. <laughs> exactly. I think it's really great working music. Bingo. Right. Except for the part where it's like, Star approaching ahead. Oh, Lock, yeah. That's nice. Not- <laughs> doors for violations of causality. <laughs> oh, yeah. That bit. Right. Yeah. I have to skip over that bit. A yeah. lot of like techno albums still have that. And I'm like, really? Like, are you transferring me to a spaceship right now? I would call this more synth wave. Right. So, like the
0: uh, resurgence of that 80s style 8 bit gaming console. Not quite chiptunes, but still very 80
1: sounding, but yeah. with sort of modern house sensibilities. Whoever listens to this will just will find it pretty pleasant. But I, I can't, like, emphatically say, oh, man. <laughs> Dude, you got to check out this album <laughs> by The Meteor That Says Hello. Because you were quite into Nigel Good. I was. Yeah. I feel so, like Nigel Good actually had more of an oomph. This is definitely a little bit more chill. But still, very nice. Thank Great. you for the recommendation. If you ever
0: do some working, even programming, go play it. Because programming requires a certain part of my brain that uh, means I can't listen to like anything with lyrics, lyrics yeah. or podcasts we have a colleague of a colleague of ours who can listen to podcasts while programming which That's is just crazy, crazy. i don't yeah. understand how that works at all i spend a lot of my time listening to music
1: that has no words if you like a peppy commute walk time <laughs> peppy commute walk time check out tiamo by phoenix some good tracks before we go let's get to things of the week sam what is your thing or maybe things plural of the week. I want to shout out to a coworker and buddy Ben. He just released a game. It's called Dragon Blade. As you know. Congratulations. I have been thinking about making my own game as well. Oh, yes. And I've been ideating for a while. It was really good to talk to him. You I do get up. stuck in the ideation phase quite easily. I do. <laughs> I have lots of ideas. Um, but while I was in Stockholm, I met up with him and he was he was just telling me that he's getting ready to publish a game. And it's his first game, uh, an experiment. You know, he's been thinking about it for a while. Just you know, a solo endeavor. Yep. Got out a game. It's called Dragon Blade. Available on your Android devices. Also, um, Has he been working on it for seven years? No, he's been working Good. about. He's been working on it for three months, which is quite the endeavor because he just awesome. has a newborn. And I was like, how did you fit this in your schedule? Nice.
0: Yeah, that seems unlikely. Maybe if he's like, oh well, I'm up at four a.m. anyway, may as well get a little bit of coding done. Right. I can't turn off
1: this baby. <laughs> kudos to him in getting this out I know how how hard it is to actually create and continually work on a game until completion and actually get it out shipping Um, is the hardest thing shipping is hard not the romantic kind but oh (laughs) (laughs) although that's I hear that's pretty hard too have you played the game yet? yes it's enjoyable It's one of those, like, infinite runner games with some slashy things involved. Dragon Blade, available in the Google Play Store right now? Definitely available in the US. I don't know about Sweden. What is your thing of the week? Because I have one more that I'd love to talk about. I'll be the the Sam Thing Sandwich. Well, actually, it'd be the Edwin Thing Sandwich. You don't say bread sandwich with ham in the middle. You say a ham sandwich. Yeah, I'm the ham. Yep, you're the ham.
0: Two things. Oh, wait, there's a third. There's also a podcast. Oh, I was so smug that I was going to pick things that are
1: not podcasts. So maybe it could be a Big Mac. Maybe we can like...
0: Oh, yeah, <laughs> that's blowing my mind. Okay, first, is it going to be a podcast? It is the Polybius Conspiracy. Polybius. Plebeius. Like, as in plebe? As in polybius. Okay. B-O-L-Y-B-R-U-S. This is on Showcase from Radiotopia, which is basically a bunch of miniseries. Very public radio, when you listen to it, you're like, "Oh, yep, it's got all the public radio things that you know and love: a constant bed of music, a little peppy narrator that pops in, sound effects of literally what they're talking about."
1: <laughs> sound effects. <or laughs> Luckily, like- it's not quite that. Okay,
0: but it's like, oh, my head started to feel like it was full of popcorn.
1: Mm -hmm. I don't know how I
0: feel about that. So this is a conspiracy that I've not heard of, but apparently is quite well known. In the early 80s, a new game cabinet appeared in an arcade in Portland, Oregon, completely black. And this boy played it. And next thing he knows, he was stranded alone in the woods. And there's this whole conspiracy theory about the US government trying mind control, developing this game that, you know, makes bad things happen. It's kind of like The Ring, but a video game i've only two episodes in but it's pretty gripping so i'm doing a little preemptive thing so check it out because you know i always listen to a lot of just like casual conversational podcasts that's my thing but sometimes i like to dip into these more produced ones and this is kind of fun because it's about our alley because it's off games and we do a podcast
1: about games i will check it out because it involves games <laughs> <Yeah>. and conspiracy <laughs> theories both of which i believe make good <laughs> podcast content
0: second thing of the week is a little productivity hack that i found has worked for me it's New Year. People are having New Year's of resolutions. Want to do more things. I, for example, want to try and write more. I have a rather stale website, podcasthotdog.com, where I used to kind of write about the podcast industry, trying to bring that back. But getting over that thing of, like, starting to write, actually publishing stuff, man, I found that really hard. But for the last four days, i managed to write something every day. Oh, nice. And... The hack that worked for me is setting up a new user account in macOS, so that when I I can log out of like my usual account, which has you know the like tabs of YouTube mm, and all this useless stuff that I just waste time on. Monster Factory, Monster Factory videos, Awful (laughs) Squad, Awful Squad. Wow, you know me so well. Uh, (laughs) Buzzfeed, Game Ogre. exactly now i have like a completely fresh install that i can just switch to because you can switch user accounts pretty easily and in there i have all my my podcast news feeds oh and it restores the
1: state of like where you were exactly yeah Mm.
0: so that is really helpful for me because i'm now in like oh i'm in podcast writing mode or like oh
1: i'm in blogging mode rather than sitting on my ass watching video mode does that prevent you from opening up youtube browsers yeah yeah if my brain
0: definitely has like a contextual thing going on Where yep. where am like, oh i'm here i'm doing this so that hack has worked for me if you do have a side project that you are struggling to find time to do maybe try making a new user account on mac os i think windows does the same thing as well oh interesting and just have everything for that project under that user account so there you go that is my little productivity tip of the week productivity tip of the week not everything bling. needs a song bling now sam finish off the sandwich with the last slice of bread yeah we
1: can't we can no longer make it a big mac because because you would then need three as well yeah i mm. need three and then i should have said something in the middle but never mind maybe oh, no. this is just a double double cheeseburger right oh yeah yeah perfect all right my second thing is star trek discovery aka <laughs> the better orville <laughs> i started watching this because you love the orville i i was in sweden And Uh, in Sweden, Netflix owns a lot more rights to things that aren't usually available. Right, they have a lot of American TV shows. Yeah, that's available. Yeah. That they can't get. Like, if it's on CBS, it will most likely show up as a Netflix original. Yeah, yes. But if you're in
0: America- You'll never see it because who has, who has, it's super difficult
1: unless you're watching young Sheldon, which (laughs) if you're watching young Sheldon, I want you to just delete our podcast (laughs) from your phone right now because all the awful apparently. (laughs) (laughs) Um, so when I opened up Netflix in Stockholm, there was star Trek discovery and I was like, Oh, I didn't know this was a Netflix original. Mm -hmm. And then I looked, I looked that the catalog and you're able to download it and so i've downloaded all the episodes that they had onto my ipad <sighs> and i brought it back with me Just turn off wi-fi don't turn wi-fi I've, back on yeah, ever again I've turned, <laughs> off, I've turned off wi-fi and so i've been slowly going through it so i'm on like episode six and wow i love that your ipad is now your star trek discovery viewing device it and nothing is, else it's my star <laughs> trek pad um, but this show is amazing. It's so good. Um, like, I'm really yeah. blown away by how good this is. It reminds me a lot of, like, why I like Battlestar Galactica in the first place. Reminds me of the Orville? <laughs> it <laughs> reminds me of the Orville without the awful humor. Do you think you would have to watch other Star Treks? Not at all. To understand this Trek? I mean, there is a base Star Trek world that you kind of have to know. You know, it's this, like, federation that formed... Because they needed to form some rules around like space travel, I think that's pretty much it. That's all I need to know. Yeah, but really, really cool. Um, it. I think the timeline is sometime after the Star Trek Classic, but before Star Trek Next Generation. I was going to say. <laughs> so it's really cool. Like I think I think there are lots of things that tons of TV shows should take from this. But one is like, it has like a really good connective arc throughout all the episodes, but it still feels like Star Trek in which there are elements on each episode that feels episodic, right? So previously, like a Star Trek episode would be like, oh, we discovered this one alien race, and it's almost be like a standalone episode. But here, it's kind of less of that, but they still try to fit in little bits of it in clever ways. Uh, So super interesting. I think Definitely check it out. Buy an iPad, fly to Stockholm, download it on Netflix, yep. and then fly back again. And then fly back, turn off Wi-Fi. What a great recommendation
0: that all of our readers can, uh, readers?
1: can do. Listeners.
0: Yeah, readers, <laughs> as I like to call them. <laughs> Sam, you have seven days to play. Charles. Charles in
1: charge. <laughs> I don't get it. It's, uh, it's a sitcom from the 80s. Oh. You might be too old, young for it.
0: Play along with us at home. If you have any game suggestions, like Helen did, tweet us at seven days to play. You can follow us on Instagram at Seven Days to Play. If you want to listen to more great content, you can find our entire back catalog
1: on Spotify by searching, would you guess? Seven, seven days, days to Play. To play. Uh, also, one pro tip don't email us. Seven Days to Play!